It's always actually it, it, look. It's better to to trend towards a Charlie Brown Christmas tree than it is to be like, oh, we can trim this one up. It's not that big. <laughs> you do that, and you get it in that space, and you're like, oh, no, nobody can come over for Christmas now because we just have a tree. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it, and if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber, and I am Jesse Gruber, and today we hope you will seize, seize the faith. faith. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of, of the, the Carpe Fide Podcast. That's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, but this is the Christmas episode, so who cares? All rules are off the table. We can do whatever we want. Hey, let's sacrifice a goat. Your sheep go to heaven. All right, that's enough. <laughs> we're not killing a goat. We're recording a, we're recording a video for you guys. We're not, we're not killing a goat. Especially we are not on, killing a goat. Especially on video. Yeah. For anybody listening, we are not killing a goat right now. You can go to our Instagram page to watch the video where we do, do not, not kill, a, kill goat. a goat. So much so much bleeding and bleating, both. Meh. Meh. Like, yeah, it's so bad. All right. Um, so what we're going to do, what we're going to do, and Jesse, has, Jesse is sight unseen with these questions that I'm going to ask tonight. We're just going to have a few Christmas questions around Advent and uh, maybe what our church, don't peek what our church has done for Advent. And then we're going to you know, dive into maybe some goings-ons uh, this winter as the winter is now upon us and moving uh, moving into winter with what's happening in Canada and what's happening here in the States. All right? You yes. going to be okay? Yeah. I'm ready. Are you ready for the first question? I'm ready for the first question. Toss it over to me, baby. First question is this. What... Is your favorite Christmas character in the biblical Advent narrative? John the Baptist. You mean, so I just want to be clear. You're going literally either John the Baptist inside of Martha? Elizabeth? No, Elizabeth. My bad. That's my, that's my bad. Elizabeth? Because in the biblical Advent story, you've just got belly baby Rejoicing at the news of Christ. All right, I'm going with it. We hey, got look. bouncing belly baby. <laughs> I'm just, I'm good with it. And let it, let us, let us. You know, honestly, everybody. Honestly, John the John the Dunker is one of my favorite uh, characters New Testament in the New characters. Testament. So yes. I just went with that because he does overlap a bit into the Advent story. I'm just thinking, like Luke, Luke. You know, you're reading the Christmas story, and one of the things that doesn't pop into your mind is, I wonder what John the Baptist is doing right now. You know what? Honestly, one of my favorites. One of my favorites is what is that faithful couple that was waiting. All those years, or, or the the guy that was waiting all those years, and he finally got to see. Oh, 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 oh no! He's, Simeon, Simeon, he's so cool. He's so cool. His faith has been made sight. He's been. Oh, oh he's such a great. Can you imagine? It's so cool. He's I like, he's that. like, just kill me now, because now, he's like, I have seen the Savior. Amazing. Salvation is here for us. That's a good one. Right. That that is a good one. That's one of the cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. That's a great. That was. That's a good one. Got it. Yeah. Also, the angel that was in the fifth row on the left-hand side in the field with the shepherds. That's because that's because his he had that that fifteenth eye that really <laughs> and that really freaked me out. That fifteenth <laughs> eye, all right. It's like, bad enough he had fine. the snake tongue coming out and the six <laughs> wings overlapping with fire. Sh- there was a lot, but that it was that that extra eye. The really extra eye. Really, it, like, it really. I couldn't tell where it was looking. <laughs> Those angels. There's a reason they said fear not. <laughs> looking at it like, what in the world? Calm down, fear not. I'm an angel. <laughs> I I could sense that. I was. Oh, very you scared. don't look very horrible to me. <laughs> not. Uh, I was misled by all of these Christian caricatures of you. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. My favorite character in the <laughs> biblical Advent narrative is uh, is Joseph. 
Chess is a good one. I love I love the adoptive father role that he is going to take on in Christ, that he doesn't reject what God has given him as his role. And I think it speaks volumes into what what we see the, the New Testament unravel for us as adoption in into God's family and what it looks like to be a faithful a, a, adopted it's just there's so much there Joseph Joseph's a pretty cool character yeah. to me I mean like you know Joseph just the man rolled with the punches right hey you're gonna he's, get married oh your virgin's pregnant and he's like ah oh, well that, that uh, means something doesn't it he's like oh, I think. then an angel's like yo and he's like all right and then like an angel like he had like three dreams like two or three dreams and he's right. just like all right let's just do it let's go Right, like he's like, oh, go to Egypt. I've only lived here my whole life. I've built my whole entire equity into this community. All right, I guess I'll go to Egypt now. Like, <laughs> who do I know in Egypt? Oh, Back no to the one. slave land. <laughs> I know no one in Egypt. Uh, you know, it's it, it anyway. It's it's. I find Joseph's a good one. I find the pieces of that story. But Simeon was great. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. That was a, you did great. I was knocking this question. All right, what was your favorite part of the Hope of Advent series at Missio Day Church? So to sum up, we did a series on the hope of Advent. So we talked about uh, the hope. What was the first one? The hope in Christ's coming. Correct. I d- I did the hope of Christ's life. I Nathan did the hope in Christ's death, and then Dad did whatever the heck he wanted because that was not <laughs> he was supposed to be doing the hope was, in the resurrection. But boy, did it he was go kind of the hope of. The, All creation of the world. Yeah, it was. It was. He it took was the great. fifty thousand foot view, and, and he, he gave us more information than we could possibly uh, have thought through in a day. It was good, yeah. but he wasn't. He wasn't overly long. It was just the information was so deep. It was dense. Yeah, it was I, like a nice angel food cake. Real, it's dense, and spongy. Anyway, yeah, you dip it in the water. You dip it in the milk. It doesn't even soak anything up. Yeah. It's so dense. Um, <laughs> I like the idea. I do. I, I. I actually like. I really like the whole concept of that series that we do like because it just integrates so much of all of the gospel into the incarnation and and what it means it really helps it really helps us remember from from genesis 3 to um you know the prophets into the incarnation and the fulfillment of all of these it's really it's it's really just the grand story of the scriptures and i really like looking at the hope aspect of it all you know um hope in de- uh, hope in christ's death is always a, is always an interesting one because we're kind of really zooming in on you know one of the um, darkest days in human history but at the same time you know we're not and it's there, there is a lot of hope in christ's death um I've often argued that we should switch Black Friday and Good Friday. We call, you know, Good Friday, but it was black on Good Friday when Christ died on the cross. Right. We should call that Black Friday. And then Black Friday, which we call Black Friday by Thanksgiving, we call Black Friday because companies go from red, owing money, into the black. It's an accounting term. That should be Good Friday. Not next year with the way inflation is going. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you that right now. Biden wow. inflation. Biden inflation is happening right now. Wow. Check your bank account. It's not worth anything. Uh, <laughs> Check your bank account because the FBI is. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Something you know what? We're not doing this. Is that a question? FBI inflation. <laughs> something trying to hire like fifty thousand more IRS agents. Like, no, <laughs> no, no. You need to fire half of the ones that oh. are there. Get the 
Abolish the whole no. thing. I didn't vote for any of those people. Anyway, oh. anyway, I'm so sorry. Look what you did to me. What what, what was your favorite? Um, what was your favorite part of the Hope and Abbey? Simeon, because one of the things I really loved was realizing that in the series, yeah, in the series. Oh, you're building off of building off. Of, you're building you off of my favorite Simeon character for the series because part. we mentioned. I I mentioned Simeon specifically. One of the things I'm realizing is that Simeon, because hope, right, is one of the three things that First Corinthians 13 tells us. Uh, doesn't doesn't last forever because once you have the the actualization, right of the process, you no longer have to hope in it because it has happened, right. And so for Simeon, one of the things that seems to have been expressed in his accounting in the gospel is that upon the seeing of the Christ, his hope was his hope was no longer necessary because his faith had been actualized, and the way he he lived in such a way that simply seeing the Christ meant the fulfillment of the promises of God. And, and I think that was just such an interesting perspective that w- what would it be like for us to live in a way, right, where our hope is actualized? Because it is. We, are, we, are, we certainly do live in the not yet, but we know, we already know what will happen. It was just such an interesting connection to hope uh, because our hope is attached to the glory of God completely. And the glory of God only ever increases and never diminishes. I think it was a real tool move to use something from your own sermon. Could have picked one of ours. And fortunately, you mentioned Simeon, which triggered that really awesome sermon that you gave. No point. It, Christ illuminates the points. They're not my ideas. I don't speak my ideas or my thoughts right, or my right. truths. I get it. I was a joke with oh my just, I'm just plucking that one guitar string that we the Americans pluck. What's your next question? Sacrificing a goat. <laughs> Sheep go to heaven. Anyway. Um, here's next question. Totally, totally fun Christmas question. What is your most f- enjoyable or favorite Christmas tradition? Would you like me to go first? No. All right, so um, one that was brought over from uh, from Hannah's family is this thing called the pocket tree, and it's it's literally it's an advent calendar. Oh, but it's pocket tree, oh, oh pocket tree, you have so put many our hands in your pockets. Foster's hope for imaginary friends. I'm the best friend imaginary. <laughs> I love all friends except, except Gary. <laughs> That's you know pocket. what you did? <laughs> that was pockets. Is that that imaginary friends? Pockets. pockets. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're right. There's wow. a reason we we would never charge anyone for these episodes. <laughs> this is all right. This is pocket tree. Uh, the pocket tree. It's it's essentially an advent calendar. You know, with one through twenty four. One tw- one through twenty four. What are we, Governor Cuomo over here? <laughs> one through Senator twenty. Paul, Senator Paul. Senator Paul. You do not know what you're talking about. I am Doctor Fauci. With I know all respect. of the science things. Um, <laughs> I am the science. I did not fund Gain of <laughs> I may have put the dogs into sand flea bags. That may I may have done that one, but I did not fund gain of function research in the in the lab in Wuhan. In the Wuhan lab. Uh, so the pocket- But the beagles, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> we had to rip out their vocal cords. We had to have you ever heard the sound a beagle makes when it's being eaten to death by sand fleas? They were, our it's neighbors, really bad. Our neighbors were putting in a lot of noise complaints on With us. With all due respect, Senator Paul, it's a horrible sound. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, could you tell me what a pocket tree is? It's an advent calendar, but it's uh, it's it's homemade. 
is handmade. I forget if Hannah's mom made it. Um, but but in it you put little little either little pins or and the kids get to open it every day and hang hang ornaments on the tree. That's what the, that's the tree part of the pocket tree is it's a Christmas tree. And you know what? I'll just post a picture of it. But yeah, no, they, they, every day the kids open a little present and it's got a little pin on it and they hang it. They get to pick. Other than that, I honestly don't really think we have any Christmas traditions. We didn't really do like traditions as a family, right? Did we? No, but I mean like so you do stockings, that's a new tradition for you. Yeah, it's not my favorite. One of my favorite one of my favorite honestly, one of my favorite traditions is going and picking out a Christmas tree and putting it up and the smell of a Christmas tree in the house and the joy of watching the kids put up really You would pick that pagan really yeah. Oh Tannenbaum. Oh Tannenbaum. Oh Tannenbaum. Oh, I don't know. Lovely are your branches. I don't know. So I'm stupid. It's weird. Chopped out. What is this, Song of Solomon or something? I just love how. I just love how. (laughs) 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 May the branches of your trees, youth, always fulfill you. Something like that. I just want to let our listeners know we're recording this at 1.30 in the morning. So, so, um... No, I I just I I really I really do love love that. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. The the church took the idea of the ministry of reconciliation wherever they went, and they said, "Oh, you pagans worship these trees. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to remember the, you're going to remember the coming of Jesus Christ every December 24th and 25th, and you're going to chop one of these thinking stinking things you worship down. You're going to bring it into your house, and you're going to decorate it for the glory of God. That's what we did. We did that. That's what that's something we did. Yeah, I'm not yep. really too keen on the historicity of the uh, advent tree, but. <laughs> But it's not it, an advent it, tree. It's, it's just a Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Let's just let's not go. I'm just kidding. It was just saying. Just I like it. I don't know. I tell you what. I, I like, like the trees, man. I dig the trees. I like it. I've got a big old fat tree. Put it in my house, and I was like, this was a mistake. Every time, right? Every time. You always got to trim it narrow. It's always actually. It, it look. It's better to to trend towards a Charlie Brown Christmas tree than it is to be like, oh, we can trim this one up. It's not that big. <laughs> you do that, you get that space, and you're like, well, no, nobody can come over for Christmas now because we just have a tree. My goal <laughs> is a giant my, tree. My goal is to be thankful for how small my house is after I take the Christmas tree out. Because Sometime then you're like, in January, you're like, wow, look at all this space. Oh, Lord, has, has multiplied the fruit of our space. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Switching gears. Switching. Were you shocked? To find that, yet again, in Canada, they'll be targeting churches this winter. No, I wasn't no, shocked, actually. No. It's kind of sad, because I don't feel like I was shocked in any way, either. Like, as soon as as soon as soon we got some information, and you put you did that great job putting an infographic up and getting some getting some communication out about it, um, it was just, I was just kept thinking, like, of course, why, I mean, why, I, I didn't necessarily expect anything less um, than, again, harsh harsh lockdowns pushback shutdowns fines legal battles i didn't expect anything less one one person allowed to sing like one person allowed what, to what's, sing what study is that from and then it's like what are we going to do some sort of weird handbells thing but with our voices like one person goes like you have i i think i get it okay all right it was, it was hard to imagine, but it, yeah. it's. I, I, I sadly, I don't think. Why I was, don't you act it out for us? I was. I was actually about to, and then I realized <laughs> how horrible that would be for everyone, and I decided to refrain from that portion of this podcast. That's great. It's. It's sad Love that about you. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think it's sad. I think it's sad that I was not surprised that that I almost just anticipated it, and I knew it would center, you know, imminently around this coming Sunday. Uh, you have this week. You know, maybe they let them get Christmas Sunday in. 
Uh, but no, they didn't. They didn't yep. even let him get Christmas Sunday in. No, and, and, and why now, would they? And, and now it's only why gonna, let Jesus win, uh-huh. right? And now it's going to only in, ever increase for them through February, just because it's it's cold and then colder and coldest, right? And it's only going to get worse. Um, um, I, so here, and this this is kind of like this might be like the the last kind of thought question as we switch gears here, but it's, it's still in line, so it's maybe more of a follow up. <laughs> yeah, don't say that again. Do you, <laughs> did it anyway. Do you anticipate like a further overreach here in New Jersey and in the U.S. Uh, for churches as it would come to the Omicron vaccine passport masking tyranny? Um, I anticipate yes. And the reason that I anticipate yes is because our governor doesn't seem to like to be outdone. Um you know, I don't think we have any indication right now. Like, I don't think there's anything in the works right now that I'm aware of that would signal to me, like, yes, this is already coming down the pipeline. But when you look at other states in, in our wonderful, beautiful Northeast area, um, you've got you've got New York with their Vax passports, and um, there's even bills on the table that would potentially allow them to create. Um, like internment camps for the unvaccinated or the or the symptomatic. No, no, they're not internment camps. Um, they're 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 quarantine shelters. What what are they sheltering okay. them well, from? Well, they're they're more like isolation, um, like a concentration of people. No, no, it's like an isolation. It's like a concentration. <laughs> no, it's it's more like an isolation vacation. If you, <laughs> it's like a. It's like summer camp without any of the crafts, without any of the mystery, without any of the fun, and just yourself. Can you imagine being in a, like a, quarant- in a metal box in a quarantine place like in New York City? Like that's got to be the most boring thing in the world. It's just like a city, just quarantined in a part of a city. Like what do they do? Shut down a whole block or something? I think they just shove you all in one big giant apartment building. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happens. Yep. Wow, this is depressing. Is that a picture of Hitler on the wall? What is that doing here? This is depressing. Um, Why are the eyes of the picture moving? Oh, no. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't wasn't for you meddling kids. (laughs) Um, Uh, We both went to the same place. That was amazing. But, um, yeah, so I anticipate. I do. I do. I do anticipate. Um, You know, so, for instance, they're... They they mobilize... At our our state legislative houses, they mobilize the, the New Jersey... Isn't it the New Jersey National Guard or just the National Guard? It's it's the National Guard, but the, you know each state has right, their, but, yeah. so, their own contingency of the National Guard. So they, they actually mobilize the National Guard to keep unvaccinated or people who are not disclosing their vaccination or testing status into the uh, halls, the chambers. So our, our state representatives and state senators that that are, are more, liberty-minded. More, more liberty-minded were not disclosing their vaccine status, and without disclosing their vaccine status, they were not being allowed to actually legislate in our states, in our states' house and and senate. Sound and, shady? And, That's because it is. And they said, but here's one of the things I was thinking about, and this is one of the things. The reason, the reason, as you said, that we're, we haven't seen much is, and but at, yet at the same time, our governor does not like to be outdone. Um, the reason I believe we haven't seen much, especially since the election in November is particularly one because there will be incoming um, conservative-minded people, liberty-loving people, into our state Senate and into our state. And the trucker. <laughs> um, and that's awesome. Uh, but another thing that's interesting for us here locally in New Jersey is that that has happened. So because he has had to focus attention on the state house, 
the literal seat of government where he's had to send the National Guard, where he has these, where he has people like our representatives actually standing and saying, "No, this won't, this will not pass." He's being forced to just to draw his attention to it. And I actually thought that was an interesting picture because they're actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're standing in the way of of a of a a unrighteous ruler, a unrighteous magistrate, uh, and causing them by themselves doing that, gumming up the works, uh, making it harder for him to continue to do the things that we know he's not only capable but desirous to do when it comes to our liberty. So I thought that was actually a really kind of interesting picture uh, of what it's like to just, just to gum up the works makes it hard for them to get stuff done. Um, so that's kind of cool, but yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think, uh, I think further overreach and, and, and further lockdowns are coming as well, even here in the States. Um, I think, I think we need as I, I, this is a final kind of a final thought. We've been talking about it. Churches need to be prepared here in the States um, we know in Canada they have they have formed agreements to outline what their um, responsibility and call is to the word and to being open and to gathering for the glory of Christ as his bride. And I think we need to make sure we're doing that here in the States as well because um, just because we know what the Constitution says and the freedoms that it guarantees does not mean that um, we will not have to really, really push to have them actually lived out. So very, very... <clears throat> Very interesting. I here, wish here. I wish I was I wish I was not agreeing with you. I wish I said, "It's ridiculous. You're you're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. Take off that tinfoil hat, you nut job." <laughs> no, I'm good. But um, it, it does... protects me from the stupid, <laughs> <laughs> the aliens. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and I mean, so so as if you do happen to listen to this on Friday, for whatever reason, um, please be praying. If you are in Canada. Please be praying for your brothers and sisters and pray for the people at your church because, boy, do I know that you're probably, if you're listening to us, you're under fire. Um, <laughs> not because of us, but because people that aren't under fire don't, under fire don't like us. Um, and if you, if you, if you are. They don't like what we say. If you, if you, Raul Cartier. <laughs> um, but if, if, you're, if you're in the United States and you're, you are uh, living in freedom, if you're in a more free state, or even if you're in a state like ours where we actually don't have to wear a mask to go into a restaurant, just remember that there are places that are trying to yes. limit churches to singing with just one person to 25% capacity, 15%, even 50%. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Even if it was 99%, that's still 1% too, too few. And just please be remembering, remembering those people, praying for those people. Um, many, many, many Canadians and even Americans are losing their jobs these, this holiday season. Many. many American or many Canadians are literally gathering under threat of fines and imprisonment. Um, and at any time, their arbitrary, capricious government could come and, and fine and take people away to jail on Christmas Sunday if they wanted to. And they they are going to church joyfully and willingly saying it's worth it. Christ is worth it. It doesn't matter. And so we need to be praying for them and offering up our prayer support um, to to bolden and further establish that that front line for God's kingdom um, where those evil forces are trying to push back. And for the repentance of these magistrates uh, all around all around the world. There should be this is it's this is enough's enough. We need them to repent because because we should be desirous that they that these churches in Canada, that the churches in China, that the church, that the poor Christians, um, some of them 
green card holders left behind in Afghanistan, that that these people should be allowed to celebrate a New Year's Sunday, a a gathering around the the new year coming in, and they should be able to do so with the new feeling of freedom to worship their savior. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And we should be, we got to pray. We got to pray against that. We got to pray for the repentance of these magistrates. And we got to, we got to pray for the strength and the courage of these brothers and sisters. Um, and, And if you are able, if you, when you hear this, when you're in the States, when you're able to gather and when you're able to gather with several hundred people, do not hold it for granted. Hold your head high, sing a little louder, pray a little harder, focus intently through the spirit on the word of God and, and do so to God's glory and do so because you know, there are those that are doing it under the threat of force. Hear, 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 hear. <clears throat> Amen. This is a, now. This is a little shorter of an episode. Maybe um, I don't even know how long we're. Going. It, it is a little shorter. I, I mean, it's not a lot shorter, but it's, it's a little shorter. It's twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it's pretty short, right? We we're aiming for five or ten, so twenty-five. Is <laughs> <about right. laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. We're, we always <laughs> when we say, when we go when we go an hour and fifteen, it's because we only prepared thirty minutes of content. How, how did this happen? We don't even know. If only they knew. <laughs> but we are. Uh, we do. We do hope you have an awesome Christmas. I hope we are able to gather with friends and family. And I hope you're able to uh, glorify God in the doing of that thing. Hear, hear. Hear, hear. And continue to pray for the church. And uh, we will, gee whiz, this will be released this Friday. So we still have one more, one more, new, one more episode before the new year. True. Ooh, yeah. Very true. So enjoy this little Christmas episode. We hope you glorify God in your family and in your church. And we hope that you also seize, seize the faith. faith.